I'm Linda O'Connell, and I am one of the Mama Bears, Free Mom Hugs, all these fun little titles that we have. Um, I want to do a couple of things. This is Kelly Holiday. Kelly has been the person who has coordinated this weekend. God love her. So when you get this many mamas together, we have some strong personalities, shall we say? So she has done well, to say the least. Um, the other person that I want to introduce is Liz Dyer. Liz, would you stand up for a minute, please? Yay! <laughs> You're welcome. And Liz is the founder of Serendipity Doodah. You may not know what that is, but if you're a mom, yeah, mom and mama bears. When I started with this group, I think there were a few hundred moms in this group. There are now nearly 5,000. So that will give you some idea what's going on with the moms. So one of my first duties is to tell you that Stan Mitchell is devastated that he is not here. He texted me again this morning, said, please tell the mama bears that I am so sorry I am not there. His heart is here. He just physically could not get here in his schedule. The plane tickets were not in his favor. So know that he's with you in heart um, and wishes that he could be here. So... There's a lot that could be said about all of these moms. The only thing that I will really say to you is, as a mom of an LGBTQ Christian, there are two things that pulled me through. One was Grace Point, here we are, and the other was these moms. And these moms can do anything. They are a force of nature. Do not get between them and an objective, because they will win. <laughs> so... <laughs> So without further ado, Sarah Cunningham is here. I'm not going to begin to give you her story because she will do a much better job of that than I will. So I'm going to let Kelly say something, and then it's on to Sarah. Hi. Um, I am the leader of the Free Mom Hugs Tennessee chapter, um, which was just recently formed. It's not just for moms. It's for any allies. So if you would go to our Facebook page and give it a like and follow us, You'll see many, many opportunities to serve that are coming up, and uh, we hope that you all will join us in, in uh, loving and making change. So, All right. We're going to turn this over to Sarah, Miss Cunningham. good-looking bunch. That's a hard act to follow. Um, I'm a little nervous. I'll get my bearings and I'll kind of click-clack around over here. Uh, there's no sneaking around here with heels on, is there? Um, thank you. Love you too. Uh, thank you, Kelly, Grace Point, uh, I've had some pretty big highlights in my life, uh, but this is really uh, right up there. So thank you for the uh, platform. Uh, there's um, nothing like having a group of mama bears meeting for the first time 
when you've been able to pour yourself into each other through social media. And I love the power of social media. Um, but thank you, Mama Bears. I feel your love. I hope you feel mine. And as Liz often says, we really are better together. Uh, I'll share my story for those of you who may not know it. Um, my name is Sarah Cunningham. I was born and raised in Oklahoma, Oklahoma City, smack dab in the center of it. And um, I uh, was best friends with my husband's sister. Um, I really liked him, um, and I feel like my pants are unzipped. <laughs> this is how it's going to be. So I, I really, uh, I, I really had a crush on my husband, um, but but he didn't really notice me until uh, one summer in a two-piece bathing suit. <laughs> and um, we liked each other. Uh, he got his own place. Hi, Tammy. We got his own place. He got his own place, and I got pregnant. And uh, <laughs> we liked each other. Are the children still in here? <laughs> uh, nine months later, uh, we had our firstborn, Travis. It was not planned at all. Uh, my husband and I, we honored the commitment that we made to each other, and we've been together, uh, I can't do the math, but over 30 years. Uh, no. <laughs> but we were in survival mode. Uh, it it was difficult um, having a young family, and, um, but we got through it. We suffered right through it. And uh, four years later, we, we planned Parker, our youngest son, and um, he's part of the reason why we're here today. Um, we got plugged in, or we, we got married nine months later. Four years later, we planned Parker, and uh, we got plugged into a neighborhood church. And I didn't pay any attention to the denomination because it was a neighborhood church. We voted there. You could hang out in the basement when the weather got bad. And uh, we just got plugged in. We were there every Sunday, every Wednesday. It was a wonderful time in our lives. We served there for the better part of 20 years. I love the fellowship of believers. I love learning about scripture and God and spiritual things. We did a lot of really good things inside and out of of that church. If a person had a need, we simply had to, you know, make ourselves aware of it, and we met, we met it. And it was a, um, a wonderful time in my life. And I don't want to take away from any of that by sharing our story, but there's some things that happened through that journey um, that I need to share with you. So we served in the church for the better part of 20 years, and um, we started helping with the youth, uh, and the issue of homosexuality was never really preached about or talked about. We didn't have same-sex couples in the congregation. We didn't have same-sex weddings there. I honestly did not pay much attention even to the denomination because we could walk there from our house. It was a community place. The children went to school uh, with other children there. Do you see the connection there? So, um, but it was uh, a Southern Baptist affiliation through doctrine, and which uh, I now know the difference between affirming and non-affirming. <laughs> that's, that's, that's how it is. So um, 
Our youngest son, Parker, spent his whole life trying to come out to us. We had conversations at the kitchen sink um, about him trying to express his feelings, and I manipulated those conversations. I nipped them in the bud, thinking it was just a phase. I said, can we just get through school? Uh, when Parker was about five years old, we had company at the house, and we have a two-story home. He and a friend were upstairs playing while uh, the adults were in the kitchen solving the world's problems. And Parker came barreling down the stairs in one of my dresses and a pair of my heels. And he danced in our kitchen until his hair was wet with sweat. And it was my first indication like, hmm, something's awry here. But I, I just figured it was part of his personality. And his whole life was a compromise. He gravitated towards the glittery, more feminine things while I navigated him through uh, the more masculine things. It was always a compromise. He, he was depressed, uh, anxiety-ridden, uh, struggled through school. Uh, and finally, when he turned 21, he said, Mom, I met someone and I need you to be okay about it. I did not take the news very well. I did some things, I acted in ways, and I said them, some things that I'm not, I regret even today. I didn't know where to look for resources. As I tried to share with our congregation there, with my peers, remember we had you know, raised our children together. We have experienced funerals and weddings together. We served together, but we didn't know how to have this conversation, and we didn't know how to minister to each other. I was devastated. It was around the holidays. Um, I remember I was, uh, Saturday afternoon, I was in my bed, depressed. I said sick with the flu, I think, but my family knew what was wrong. Um, I felt like I had to choose between my faith and my child. I was clinging to my faith, and it was killing me because I felt like I had absorbed this idea that homosexuality and suicide were the unforgivable sins, condemnable to hell. And I believed that my son was going to hell. Do you understand that? The devastation and how utterly helpless that would have someone, a mother, a woman of faith. It was devastating. I didn't know where to look for resources. I wrestled between law and grace and what I knew about the love of God and the power of the Holy Spirit and the scriptures and history. And um, I just could not reconcile. How could I accept part of my son but not the things that concerned him or not the things that he loved? How could I love what I absorbed was the idea of sin, but not the sinner, or love the sinner and hate the sin, which, by the way, is the worst thing you could possibly say to anyone. So just don't say it, ever. <laughs> so I reconciled my faith by just clinging to love. The love of God, the fruit of the Spirit is love. Love casts out all fears. There's no condemnation in fears. Uh, I taught my children young, Learn the difference between conviction and condemnation. Conviction will draw you closer to God. And condemnation will want, make you want to run and hide. When my son came out of his closet, I went into mine. 
One Saturday afternoon, I was depressed in my bed, and Parker came in and he laid down beside me and he said, Mama, are you going to be okay? Is that my earring? I like it, I'm not taking them off. <laughs> so he came into our bedroom and he laid down beside me and he said, Mama, are you going to be okay? And I said, yeah, I just got to wrap my head around this. I got to figure it out. And he said, I understand that, Mom. But I need you to understand that I have sucked it up for 21 years being your son. I need you to suck it up now and be my mom. Yeah, that's what I did too. <laughs> That got me out of bed, guys. And so I started writing about our journey. Sorry, I'm going to move this over here. Thank you for the help. So I wrote a book. I wrote a book, and it says, How We Sleep at Night, A Mother's Memoir. And it's just how I got through it. And um, it's a self-published book. I have a 10th grade education. You realize how limited your vocabulary is, for one thing. But I had to. I had to write about it. Um, It's a self-published book. The colors, I wanted to post family pictures in there. And they're in grayscale, because I couldn't afford to get them in color but I love them. Parker is a singer-songwriter, and I included links that have his songs in there. If you're on Kindle, you can click on the link, and you can listen to his songs. And I love the book. He designed the cover. But this is a story of how we got through it. Everything you might have seen on social media was inspired by the last chapter. And the last chapter was written from standing at the Oklahoma City Pride Parade in 2014 with my son and his friends. And it was that day that I met a beautiful, spirit-filled community. It was that day that I nearly crumbled, broke down, and died because I had a brick of a lump in my throat of the audacity of thinking that I could come into this beautiful, spirit-filled community and pray the gay away. I got plugged in. In 2015, I made a homemade button because I didn't know how to order anything off Amazon. (laughs) Still don't. (laughs) I made a homemade button, and I went to the Oklahoma City Pride Parade, and I made myself available with anyone who made eye contact with me, and I'd say, could I offer you a free mom hug or a high five? (laughs) And I didn't let go until they did. And I would have just said affirming words like, I love you. I'm so glad you're here. And you go and you enjoy your day. And I'm celebrating you. And it was that simple. The first hug I got was from a beautiful young woman who said, I hadn't had a hug from my mom in four years because I'm gay. It wasn't soon after that till I met a young couple living out of their car. They'd been kicked out of their homes because they'd been simply because they're gay. And then some friends and dads and allies, and we got together and started taking up collections for gas cards. 
for food, you know, target cards so they could get their basic needs met. And it's about being a loving presence in the lives of these beautiful at-risk youth in my community. I'm not the first mom to offer free mom hugs at a high, free mom hugs or a high five because not everybody's a hugger. I forgot that part over here. So you offer free mom hugs or high fives because not everybody is a hugger. And from that experience, uh, I'm not the first mom to offer free mom hugs at a pride festival. Let's get that straight. But based on that experience, I started the nonprofit organization Free Mom Hugs. And we started taking up donations and offering bus passes, getting kids out of dangerous situations, safe housing for a couple of days till we figure out what we're going to do. We help our transgender friends get their name changes that matches their identity so they don't have to worry about that. By the way, today is Transgender Day of Visibility. I went to a PFLAG meeting in Oklahoma City that I thought was for high schoolers and moms like me. I knew the facilitator there, so I took some cookies, a tray of cookies. I thought, well, I'll hang out. It turned out to be a meeting for the adult transgender community. I'd never been in the same room, to my knowledge, with another transgender person. And I left there broken because I heard their stories and I consider them to be precious and most misunderstood. And you talk about backlash, being an accidental activist, is when you stand up and advocate for our transgender friends. But you'll never hear me complain about the backlash, or the threats, or the emails, or checking my tires every morning, because you know what? Listen, it pales in comparison to what the beautiful community has experienced their entire lives. There's nothing that will erase the forefront of my mind going into a Walmart with my son, having to leave immediately when he sees a high school buddy. Not a buddy, a high school bully. And he says, Mom, let's go back to the car. Can we go to Target instead? On a 15-year-old kid's face, your son's face. Where was I? So... I got plugged in, started Free Mom Hugs. After the election, no matter where you stand on that subject, I thought, well, we created a banner. We designed a banner. This is where this comes in. Thank you, Liz. Liz, I can count on Liz. Unlike some other people I know. Thank you, Liz. Yeah. So we, we made a homemade banner. Not a homemade banner. Not that good. But we made a banner, much like this, and we started marching with it in the Pride Parade. And we had more social media hits than the concert. I'm not saying that to boast, but we had, a, you know, adults going over the barricades to get hugs. That's how important it is. Thank you, Liz. I'm a visual learner, so I get stuff out. I almost said shit. (laughs) 
So we started walking with the banner. And before long, we started sharing stories at local colleges. Thank you, Liz. We started sharing stories with uh, local churches who are willing to have the conversation. Um, um, we have an endocrinologist. An endocrinologist uh, is a doctor that uh, treats transgender patients. And we have uh, one in Oklahoma City. And she contacted me and said, look, I'm, I'm from a very forward-thinking state, but I've been transferred here to Oklahoma, and I know how to treat my patients, but I don't know what to do with their mamas. <laughs> so we, found, we got together with resources provided through the Serendipity Doodog Group, uh, local resources, and uh, at this hospital they provide uh, my book, plug, and uh, resources. Uh, about the same time that the book came out, I found a private online Facebook group for moms like me. There are about 250 moms in the group, and we all had the same story. Our children may vary on the spectrum, but we all had the same story. And I remember one day in particular when a young mother who, hearing the words, Mom, I'm gay, uh, she posted in that group, and uh, she says, I don't even know how to pray anymore. I don't even know how to breathe. And all the moms come together, and they say, then you don't. You let us breathe, and you let us pray for you. And it doesn't take long to find out that you're not alone. You find your voice, you get your bearings, and you're able to start having conversations in your workplace. Um, my boss used to post about rolling fags during high school. He didn't know my son was gay, is gay. He didn't know I have a gay son. He didn't know I have a gay son until he read my book. And he texted me at midnight and said, I didn't really do that. I didn't mention his name in the book. Um, so we started marching with the banner and after the election, started hearing great fear and anxiety in the private online Facebook group and in the community. And if you'll cue up that uh, video, we have a video from a tour. Um, after the election, I thought, I don't want to tell too much because it tells you in the video. We made a, a banner yeah. that you might walk with in a slide parade, and it said, Free Mom Hugs. Moms who love LGBT kids. And one of the moms in our group made a logo of a bear, a mama bear, and inside that mama bear is a rainbow baby bear, like a cub. And it's a, just a beautiful little logo, a beautiful illustration. And uh, what we wanted to do by walking in the parade with that is just send a message to the community that we love them. And, um, and also to mothers. After the election, I just started hearing fear and anxiety from the community about the moms groups and uh, I just thought well what can I do and I just felt like I heard a still small voice if you will uh, say well you got that banner so we planned this tour uh, we stopped at 10 cities mm -hmm. uh, with a few bonus places along the way and we've talked with faith civic and business leaders um, about the value and importance of acceptance we have talked with groups of um, of mamas and dads about how to love and accept their LGBTQ kids. That was the vision, just to take the banners to where the people are that need the hugs, to take the message to where the people are that can start to fix the problems that we have. I firmly believe that we're not gonna see changes in our legislative halls and in our schools until we change what we hear in the pews from the pulpits of our churches. So the Home for Hope is a 40-bed 
a homeless shelter for LGBTQ people in Philadelphia. And as we were making our way across country and looking toward this visit and thinking about what we wanted yeah. to do, um, Sarah just had this persistent idea and she wanted to cook. I mean, she just wanted to do something that connected, like something that her kids had always enjoyed to make something that was, was there. So it wasn't just bringing in a boxes of pizza and sitting down and eating. It was creating a meal and having mm -hmm. that time in the kitchen and being a mama. Are you ready? Yes. Are you ready? Let's serve it. I think what Laura, Beth, and Sarah are doing is amazing, especially for a community where one of the most told stories is a family turning their back on them because of who they are or who they love. So just to, anything with the word mom attached, just to have that female figure that would come in and cook a meal and, and offer you a hug and say, how are you doing? And, and show you that they're interested in whatever it's going on with you, even though it's for a very brief period, that touches an empty space inside of a lot of people in this community. I came out as transgendered um, about six years ago. The initial reaction was not good at all. Um, my mother had been fine with me being a lesbian, um, but being transgendered, she she cut me off. She told me she would rather see me dead than um, see me transition. And um, she held a funeral for me. Um, she invited all of my friends and family from back home. Um, and then we stopped talking for about three years. So um, it was, it was hard. Um, I had already kind of been separated from the rest of my family, so she was the only family that I had left. And um, I feel like I found family. I do. Sisters, brothers. I look at Deja like a mother, so if it, it feels good, you know. Uh, I still think about my family, my blood, but it's like the more I have them, the less I think about the heartache from my blood family. Some of them in here will even start to call me mom or they'll call me auntie or something like that. And I know professionally and what they would consider ethical boundaries, I shouldn't allow them to do that. But it's hard to tell someone that you know hasn't received that kind of love. So when they start to call you that, you realize that it's because of the love you're showing them. And to know that someone hasn't ever had that kind of love before is hard. So. It's very hard to try and tell someone no, you know, under that circumstance. Overall, people are, are, are ready to hear the alternatives. They, they understand that the status quo hasn't been working. They understand that there is damage being done. Um, a lot of times, it's, it's a simple matter of not knowing how to change and not knowing how to change without for lack of a better phrase throwing the baby out with the bathwater. you know we don't want to we don't want to get rid of morals and ethics but we don't want to continue to demonize things that need not be ostracized and demonized within our culture and so it's having some tough conversations about how that works it's alleviating some fears and to see these these mama bears in particular come to a point where they not only get to be okay with it but they become adamant defenders of it and how dare anyone try and suppress that in their child and 
God save the person that stands between the mama bear and her cub. We write letters to city and state officials who are passing laws that are detrimental to our children. We write letters of appreciation to churches that become affirming and lose everything to do so. I really do want the community to know that we have moms who are moving mountains, literally, and we're happy to do so. We're thrilled to do so, and we must do so. I believed that I was the only person dealing with a gay child in the church, in the world, until I found these mamas online that were willing to talk about it. And not only online, but when we find each other online, we find each other in real life. And when we connect in real life with a group of mama bears, it's a very, very special, almost sacred moment. One of the biggest reasons I came was to join the Free Moms Hug Tour because I knew Sarah and Laura Beth through my Facebook page. But it is one of the first times that I have openly let my son know how much I support him and how much I accept him openly. He knows I have and I have from the beginning, but this is the first public outward, you know, outside of, you know, just my little inner circle that he knows, like close friends and stuff. And I felt like that it was important to do that. So I loved him and wanted him to know how much I love him and accept him and just want him to realize that he's everything to me and he's taught me how to be a better person. Who he is more accepting of people in every, in, in, you know, in every way, even though I did accept him. I'm, I'm a better person because he's gay, I guess. I mean, I mean, I really do. I really do feel like I'm a better human being because of this child that God, that God gave me for me to grow. As I begin advocating for the LGBTQ plus community, uh, beautiful couples would ask if I would officiate their weddings. Uh, it's something that I had to search myself about. I never dreamed I would be an officiant, um, or even necessarily approving of same gender uh, relationships. But as I began uh, this journey, um, I learned about the history of human sexuality about evidence, about science, and most importantly, I heard testimonies from LGBTQ plus Christians that convinced me um, that I don't believe homosexuality is a sin. I believe it's a beautiful expression of human sexuality that should be celebrated and recognized as an important part of our history and our future. And we've got to... Um, allow a space for this message in the church, like you're doing here at Grace Point. It's so important because the messages that come from places, uh, from our worship, 
um, have a ripple effect and will change the world around us. And it changes the social norm. It allows a space to go shopping with our transgender friends and have a conversation um, that just brings about humanity in where we are. Um, I forgot where I was going with that point, but it led me to another. Um, so I began officiating for same-sex couples. And in doing that, I heard, was hearing uh, about how parents weren't acknowledging the relationships or willing to show up uh, for the wedding, uh, just refusing to be any part of that very sacred, special day. So out of frustration, late at night, I have a really cute picture of myself with my hand up in the air. And I said, look, and I posted, if your biological mom won't come to your same-sex wedding, then you'll call me, I'll be there. And that post went viral. And what, went, what caused it to be viral, which, by the way, I had to Google what going viral meant. <laughs> I still don't know. But people from all over the world were saying, I'll stand in too. And that's what made it so special. And uh, it's been a wonderful experience, but it caught the attention of Jamie Lee Curtis. She sent me a private message and said, will you call me? And I said, I'm going to call you right after I pray that I'm not getting catfished. <laughs> Do you know what catfish is? <laughs> so we had a conversation. She found out about the book. She loved it. She loves the mission of Free Mom Hugs um, and uh, the private online Facebook group through the efforts of Liz. And so she acquired the rights to the book. She just sold it. They're going to make a movie out of it, and we're just thrilled. Uh, lastly, um, we are preparing for our third tour. My friend Katrina here, would you just stand up and wave? Parts of my favorite, my favorite part about the tour is about sharing our stories. Um, a, a beautiful moment we had last year was with a mother in Topeka, Kansas, who thought she was the only mother in Topeka, Kansas, with a transgender child. We met at a local mom and pop place there, and guess what? She met two other moms with children on the spectrum. She found out she's not alone. Uh, they get together, and they're making a difference where they live. Um, we're preparing for our third tour. Katrina and I are traveling from Oklahoma City to, um, where are we going? Castro Street in San Francisco. This tour is uh, titled The Tour of Hope, inspired by the life of Harvey Milk. And this is our path of travel. And we'll have it at the table. And we have little bookmarks there too. But you can follow the tour on Free Mom Hugs. Uh, we are a nonprofit organization. We work primarily. Or, um, our work is done volunteer-based. I have an hourly wage job. Uh, need, uh, Katrina, my friend, is a nanny. Um, the board is built of volunteers. We depend on donations to do the work that we do for resources to help travel. And uh, just so thankful to Grace Point and for the platform here. Um, we will have a table in the back with T-shirts for sale. We got a donation box there. We got books I'll sign for you. Um, whatever you need, don't leave here without it. And I want to say a special thing to Grace Point. Let me tell you, you brought me to tears this morning as I heard the praise and worship, and it's bittersweet, and here's why. If my son and I would have had an opportunity to worship in a place where he wouldn't have had to check himself at the door, uh, 
it just would have made all the difference in the world. So thank you for that, Grace Point. Thank you for the worship that you provide here. Um, and really the reason why we're here today is because of a very special woman who's very near and dear to me. And none of this, hear me in the back, none of this would have been possible without the efforts of Liz Dyer. Can we have a microphone up here? Liz, we wanted to surprise you and just really show appreciation. Without you, none of this would have been possible. Do you understand how important you are to this expedition? Thank you. I've learned so much from you. And I want you, you to see the mama bears and it's all the love. You guys are beautiful. I love you all so much. And we love you, Liz. Yeah. I love our I community wanna, and I love Liz, hold on. I want to get you a microphone, okay. please. Thank you. Thank you, Sarah. Uh, somebody asked me what I expected from Sarah today. And uh, I said, well, she's going to make us laugh and she's going to make us cry. And when we leave here today, we're going to be better people because of what she pours into our life and what she speaks into our life. So I'm so proud of Sarah, and I'm so proud of the work she's doing and um, the movement that she's inspiring. Um, the group has turned into more than I could ever imagine. Um, it is a lot of work, and I'm proud of it. And uh, I'm going to keep doing it as long as I can. I love you. And uh, thank you, Grace Point, for the work you're doing. Um, it, I can't tell you what it means to moms like me, um, to families like mine. Uh, we come from churches that um, we had to check ourselves at the door and that when we uh, celebrated and affirmed our children, we were told that um, we were backsliding or we were throwing scripture out or we were abandoning our faith. And... Um, that wasn't true, and we needed people like you uh, to come alongside us, and you did. Thank you. Liz. The, the Nashville Mama Bear Group, because we do have regional Mama Bear Groups, um, and Sarah wanted to honor Liz and all the work she's done um, with the main group. So this plaque... This, Here, I'll this, hold it for you. This, this heart is um, Liz's logo for serendipity, Duda, for moms, home of the mama bears. And this is a phrase Liz, Liz often says, together we are better. And the plaque says, in appreciation of extraordinary advocacy and support of the LGBTQ plus community and the mamas that love them. Presented to Liz Dyer. Mama Bear to all Mama Bears. Nashville, Tennessee, 2019. Thank you. You got it okay? It's wonderful. Thank y'all much. I can't tell you. 
I'm not often speechless. But I <laughs> Good. I hope you were surprised. So Free Mom Hugs now um, is a nonprofit organization known worldwide. We have over 40 chapters in states uh, of moms preparing for their prides, uh, making a true difference in the, in the place where they live. And I just couldn't be more thrilled with uh, the outpouring and, um, and just the due diligence of what you are doing. So thank you, mamas. Thank you so much. Thank you.